Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today our special guest is Spencer Snakeard. And Spencer is a mindset coach, transformational trainer and a motivational speaker for purpose-driven online entrepreneurs, particularly, who are on a mission to make a major impact. Spencer stands for full expression and living life out loud uh, and owning your power in all areas while passionately fulfilling your purpose in the business and life you love. She has provided training and coaching in the area of personal and professional development to hundreds of students as part of transformational experiential learning programs designed to cause profound and lasting shifts in participants' lives. Spence has a degree in psychology, extensive training in, and leadership in ontology that spans more than 20 years and has completed the International Coaching Federation's training. She's also an experienced registered yoga teacher and certified success principles trainer, trained and mentored by Chuck Canfield. So among Spencer, others, yes. among <laughs> others, yes. Well, <laughs> life's about being mentored and trained by many, many people. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, I know that. I know that, uh, Spencer. So Spencer, the, one of the reasons why I attracted to have you on is that being soul inspired and, and being your experience in ontology, I guess it's probably a connection there. And it's about what is soul inspired and how does someone stay true to themselves at the same time in the business world, for example, get conflicts, uh, emotional conflicts and headspace conflicts with what's going around in, in the business. So what's yes. your, your thoughts there? Yes. Well, I, <laughs> first, I'm so happy to be here, Ross. Thanks for having me on. Right. Um, I, I really uh, believe that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And um, I, you know, I, I loved when I was invited to the show being soul inspired leaders, because I, I think that speaks so to the heart of really, we are spiritual, soulful beings. And there, there does tend to be a conflict sometimes, as you said, between the head and the heart, or um, I see it as, as uh, even a little, if we go a little deeper than that, this conflict between who we are as souls yep. um, and that we're housed in these human bodies that are breakable. They're, they're, they're not everlasting. Our soul, I believe, is everlasting, but these definitely bodies breakable. are definitely, definitely, definitely breakable. Definitely breakable. Yeah, I'll understand that. Jeez. <laughs> yes. And so we, and our humanness, we have this need to survive and to protect ourselves and we have experienced fear for potential harm that can come our way. Mm. Um, and even though for many of us, you know, it's, it's funny being on shows this year in 2020 when coronavirus is going on, yeah, okay, we can say yeah. this, there is legit physical threat to our Definitely. That's so but true. For, for many of us, especially in this um, realm of leadership, as your listeners are, many of us don't really have the physical threats anymore, like saber-toothed tigers chasing after us or whether mm. we're going to have a roof over our head. And so our identity tends to kind of step in and say, okay, I'm going to watch out for all these threats for you, and I'm going to let you know where there's a problem, and I'm going to make sure I keep you safe from any of those potential conflicts. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times we can really start to bump up against these inner barriers um, as we're attempting to express ourselves fully in, in leadership and career and our profession and in our personal yeah. lives um, because of those fears that, that sort of bounce off of our humanity. That's right. And that's where the conflict often happens. Um, yes. And I kept a lot of people I coach, some, some, some can take that across that bridge if and when they want others yes. find it just difficult and they stay in their headspace and they're the, 
and they're the ones who struggle in leadership. The, the good leaders can cross the bridge. Yes, yes. And two. so much of that too, I, I, I like how you're referring to it as headspace. Um, and, and for me, I think that also gets to really some of the deeper subconscious as well. You know, we say yeah. headspace, but it's not just the conscious awareness. So much of it is the subconscious awareness yeah, yeah. that again is that survival instinct that's kicking in. It's um, really kind of our caveman brain that's saying there's, there's yeah. a threat here, there's danger, and, and your identity is trying to save you from that. And so that's, I think, why some people can't or, or aren't willing to cross that bridge no they just they, it's like a it's it's a safe haven to a point and sometimes they fear their soul they fear that and so they stick in an area they think they can control better yes absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah we we figure out at a young age what seems to work and i emphasize yeah. the word seems there because it seems doesn't necessarily work. mean it does work doesn't they <laughs> you're right there <laughs> You just feel but it works. seems to work, yes. Yeah. And then we cling to it literally with our lives saying, but this works, I can't give this up. Like, you know, people that are um, really success driven almost to where they're defined by their success because that's how they got praise and recognition and acknowledgement. They can't not be successful. And so they, a lot sure. of times, won't be willing to risk failing or to risk falling on their faces or to risk tarnishing their reputation. But that's you can't right. really do the big, amazing things if you're not willing to take those risks. That's, that's exactly, and that's why the, the, all the really good leaders I've worked with over the years can take the risk and can cross that bridge between being uh, connecting with their inner self as well as their, their to me, their headspace as well. So yes. they know how to do that, and that's why they're successful. But they take the risk; they go into the unknown. Yeah, the people who stay in their in that known world uh, where and know they can control, they stay there because they know how to deal with anything that crops up, what well, they think they yes. do, but yes. they, it's, it's like they, it's that comfort zone mentality. Absolutely, absolutely. The comfort zone can be very deceptively comfortable. It can be deceptive, <laughs> and that's right, yeah. You think, you think you're in there and you're in control. It's no different to people in relationships, in a bad relationship, stay there. Yes. Because they yes. think that's a safer way to be and they're too scared to do anything else. It's no different. We just hang yes. on. We, we hang on to things because yes. we think we're in, we can control it or the devil we know is better than the one we don't know. It's that fear of the unknown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really, in my own experience, I've certainly, I've seen this with clients as well, but as you just said that about the relationship it brought up for me, I, <laughs> I, I had a doozy of a relationship prior to my Mr. Wonderful that I'm with now. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's funny because there were, it wasn't necessarily for me that I stayed because it was comfortable, but in hindsight now, I recognize there was so much of my identity playing in because yeah, I, didn't, yes. I didn't even realize at the time that so much of my identity is like this phoenix rising from the ashes that, you know, no matter what, and this, I think this can convey also for many of your listeners who perhaps may hear this in a professional sense, That's that right. for me, I had this, no matter what life throws my way, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how challenging it is, no matter, you know, how people try to tear me down by God, not only will I survive it, but I will triumph in the face of it. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, in my 14 year prior relationship, I I can see that he gave me lots of things to triumph over. Mm. And so even though I, I thought myself a, a wiser person in hindsight, I went, oh, it was perfect. I walked into a setting where I could keep rising from the ashes again and again mm. and again. Yes, and, that's, and, and that becomes the comfort. 
Yeah. Well, again, that's that deceptive. Yes. Strangely, that's that deceptive sort of reward. Like, Mm. you know, who I am is a survivor and an overcomer. And so, yeah, if I'm not that, then who am I? Right. I think Uh, many of us confront that question at some point. It's interesting when you said that's who I am. It's I I get that sometimes too, because you'll get uh, executives who read. Or, 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 oh, I've just read that I need to be an authentic leader, which means I need to be true to, I need to be true to myself. In other words, I need to be who I am. But the trouble is, they stay in the headspace and they have their own little version of themselves. I'm being yes. truly authentic. I can say what I think, and I'll do what I, what I, what I think's right. And so, so they get very conflicting. Um, yes. Where authenticism is staying true to your inner self, not true to your yes. outer self. So that. <laughs> Love they get that. a bit confused. I've, I've had a couple. I've had to explain that too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Being so. authentic doesn't mean you're now justified in being a jerk. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. It's like, well, that's who I am. <laughs> nope. Not oh, so much. No, not so much. Yeah, you're right there, Spencer. But uh, it, 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 and that's what to, to me. That's well, it's the greatest. It's it's the the, the biggest challenge people face to become better leaders. And, and if once they, they overcome that and cross that bridge and feel comfortable doing that, and it's the knowing when, when to cross back and cross there, it's that situational uh, situation, uh, situational yes. leadership. I think yes. it just, it just uh, they become relaxed, comfortable, and can deal with anything, and it keeps their consistency and their balance. Yes. Yeah, and it is such a cycle uh, or a crossing back and forth. I, um, I, I love that you brought that up because I think so many people think, okay, well, I'll just do the work and then I've arrived at the mountaintop and I never have mm. to do it again because yeah. now I've fixed myself. Yeah, I'm fixed. <laughs> now, I'm not, now I'm not messed up anymore. I'm all fixed and now I that's can just it. move on and never have to face it again. But uh, no, it, right. there's, we are constantly bumping up against our humanity and I... Um, you know, I find this, I, I certainly see this with my clients I work with. That's largely why we keep mm. working together because there's always more to keep evolving. Um, but for myself as well, I'm always blown away. I've been doing this work nearly 25 years now, this personal growth and yep. development, yes. professional yep. growth and development. And I find still, it seems on a, on a very frequent basis that I go, oh, this is that thing again, or this is fear yeah. showing up, or this is my yeah. identity taking over. This is me thinking I can control things again. And, uh, you know, it just, we just keep bumping up against that humanity. And having, I think really having the awareness to be able to even recognize it and say, to be able to say, oh, this is that, it Mm. then gives you the power to then start to engage some tools or some strategies to be able to confront it and work through it. So what sort of tools do you, are you talking about? Um, well, there's a number of them that I use, but but one of them that's coming to mind right now is um, one that I think can be extremely powerful is just starting to recognize what you're getting out of being where you are. You know, a lot of okay. times people, yeah. if there's something that they're... So if there's something that you're unhappy with or that you're feeling a loss of power over or like you... Um, just in some way are lacking ease or ability to really move forward and get where you want to be. If you're really lacking power or ease or the ability to move forward and get where you want to be, um, there's always something that you're getting out of it. And I know that that I get that, Spencer. Mm -hmm. But if you really look and dig deep, not just the surface level, but kind of a yucky, hidden behind the curtain, way deeper under the surface stuff, um, a lot of times they're not so nice benefits. Um, Mm -hmm. Things like being being right, being like self-righteously right and kind of an ick way, um, trying to maintain control, um, being... 
making other people wrong on things. So there's, there's a number of things that will come up. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Ross. Excuse that's me. right. Have, have a drink. Shows <laughs> it's a true show when we just have lived that. that that's fine. <laughs> authentic. Yes. We're authentic. That's it. Yes, truly. But, so, yeah. so yeah, so there, there are things that benefits payoffs we get, like, you know, looking, looking good or, um, you know, one of the examples that's coming to mind right now was there was a woman I was working with who was trying to scale her business. She was doing a lot of yeah. um, personal service support to people. And she was saying, you know, I'm getting to a, to an age and a point in my life. I don't want to keep doing this anymore. I want this to be able to really run on its own. And so she was in a program to be able to scale, um, to teach other people how to do what she does. So she didn't have to do it moment by moment, holding yeah. people's hands. And she hit a point where she said, you know, I don't get it. I haven't had any sales in two months. I don't understand. You know, we've gone through everything. We've gone through my Facebook ads, my funnels, mm -hmm. my this, that, and the other. Nothing seems to be working. And I said, well, you know, what do you think you might be getting out of not making sales? And she's like, that's ridiculous. There's nothing I'm getting out of not making sales other than misery and not sleeping at night. And um, after we kind of worked through it a little bit and I had her dig, she said, you know, I remember now that when I was a kid, people thought that we were rich during the oil crisis of the mm. 80s when a lot of people were struggling and her dad owned a, I think prior to the crisis, her dad owned a gas station and they had been yeah. very wealthy. And she said, you know, I felt like I had to pretend that we didn't have money because people judged us for having money. Mm. Like I was like yeah. a bad rich person. And she said, and also the church that my that we went to, she said, was really big on not being lazy. Like you're a bad person. You're a spiritually empty person if you're not willing to work hard for things. And it was like, hmm, isn't that interesting that here you're getting ready to be able to make a whole heck of a lot of money, not really doing much for it, and you're not making any sales. Think maybe there's a connection there. Yeah, and so, you know, as we worked through, she went, oh my gosh, I thought I had worked through that years ago. And it was, but you know, there it is. It tends to come up again. And so yeah. continuously being able to kind of uncover those things and see what's getting in the way and, um, and keep clearing it out, keep kind of being a a self-cleaning, self-cleaning self oven for lack it. of self-cleaning oven. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> self-cleaning oven. But you, but you're right. That's it's sometimes those little things. Uh, yeah, they just gnaw away at you deep down in the in the subconscious. That the yes. little bits of programming that you've yeah. you've gone and programmed yourself, and then it just stays. Yeah. yeah, you either should be a certain way or you shouldn't be a certain way. You don't mm. want to be one of those people. Like for her, it was not wanting to be one of those greedy, rich people who climbed on the backs of others and wasn't willing yeah. to, to work hard to earn their their success. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so tell me then, in that conversation, how did you help her overcome that? Well, there's a process, sort of a step-by-step -step process I walk yeah. people through on that. And so I, I walked her through that process. I wanted to even be aware of what it was that was mm -hmm. getting in the way to, to make the connection, um, to be able to also connect not with, just with the payoffs, but also with the impacts it was having on her. And a lot of times when we get really straight about how it's impacting us, the, the negative effect of what's happening, um, a lot of times that in itself can start to clear things up because we kind of go, oh that's not really what I want there. I think I want to get rid of those, you know, those negative impacts. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times just in seeing it, things can almost start to dissolve or fizzle yeah, away. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple more steps at the end also to be able to really let it go, really to choose. I mean, it's, it's never even that you have to let it go, but sometimes even just seeing what's happening can empower you in itself. Um, and then helping people choose whether to let it go or not and what to create in the space of, of nothingness once you let it go. Yeah. So there's, I actually yes. have a masterclass that walks people through the process 
process. If, if um, any of your listeners are interested, um, they can access it at spencersnakercom forward slash masterclass. Yes, I'll, I'll have, I know I'll my have name is a link. bit of a doozy for the spelling. So yeah, <laughs> I'll have, I'll have the links in the, in our notes section of the podcast. I'll have the links for, for that. So if people want to join that masterclass, please do. It's, look, it's, cause it's, I know what you're saying and I see executives sometimes um, having the same, just the same issues and it's, you've got to take them on a bit of a journey to get there. Not everyone recognises that. Yes. That's the key. It's the, once they recognise, I think 90% of the battles won. Yes, absolutely. So many think I need to take on another business strategy or I've got to change something mm. with my marketing or it's something with my team below me that's not getting the job done. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually, yeah. it's, and, that, and that's, yeah, that becomes a bit of a, uh, uh, a revelation, I suppose, or oh-ha moment um, when that happens. And, it's, and so a masterclass like that just helps you cross that bridge, really, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Very good. So any, um, so given this current environment, how, how are your clients uh, mentally coping with that? Uh, I, I know a lot of them are online. I, I see. Um, it, it'd be an interesting yes. example of how they're coping with that because it's online has been, you tend to work with yourself by yourself, I would think more than working groups of people. How yes. things affected them? things meaning the current state of the world. Oh, let's say the current environment, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's interesting. One of my clients has really taken off um, this this year in a number of ways, largely because Mm -hmm. some of the impacts have have been to her benefit as far as things like Facebook ad costs got much lower for a while and just starting to run ad campaigns. And so um, the support that she was getting and the guidance she was getting from her her ads managers said, hey, prices are so low right now. We can really crank this out. And so she's been doing great. She's been growing her audience like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my clients who who had already built a funnel and had evergreen something, um, last I heard it was it was through the roof. It was, mm. I don't remember her exact numbers right now, but it was something like she'd, she'd made like 10 times the prior month um, in March and then again maintained it in April. And, and it was really just like huge skyrocketing that was going on. Yeah. Um, and, and others, I do, have, I do have some clients who are not entrepreneurs. I have one who's employed and mm. um, has gotten a new, moved into a new position in the last few months and actually is already thinking that she may be looking to, to move on again. So it wasn't yeah. quite the, the bit she was hoping for. But people, you know, as we work through things, you know, a lot of the whole, I, one of the phrases I say a lot is, is uh, being really aligned with who you are, what you're here for, like your why, mm, yeah, um, and what matters most to you, your values. And, and so that's a really core part of what I'm always bringing in with all of my clients. And so many of them, even, even in a trying time, if the, you know, if the financial um, state of things seems to be a little rocky, certainly there's you know, some economic things going on right now yeah. in the year 2020, um, lots of other changes going on. But a lot of them say, you know, but that's, they don't see that as something that's going to stop them. So they, that's a matter of, yeah, that's a matter well, that, of continuing that, to look at how do I really get where I want to be though, yeah. in the way that I want to get there and the, way I want to get there. the result and, and the fulfillment yeah. that I want. And hence the question, because uh, executives are the same challenges. You can't yes. blame what's going on around you for, for what's, what's happening in your life. You've got to stay true to yourself. Absolutely. And keep focused on the why and do things the way you want to do them within yourself 
and that's the environment. You can't change the environment. You've just got to make the best of what you are because you, you can control that. You can, you can decide how you want to behave and how you want to react to things. So that was the yes. reason for the question. So I'm pleased you answered that way because that's the same message with executives yes. who have the same challenges. So yes. look, um, any, any last thing you want to give to the viewers in the sense that we've, uh, I'll have your links to your masterclass. Great. Um, so any final message you want to leave with our people? <laughs> oh my goodness. That, that feels this like an opportunity impactful. for such a huge thing. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is now's the chance for you to impact majorly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and take that opportunity, Ross. Go for it. And, go for you know, it. as I was talking about this conflict between who we are as spirit and who we are as human, I think the, the big thing I want to leave with people is to say, you know, remember who you are. Know that you are right. a divine, magnificent being. You are perfect and whole and complete exactly as you are. And there's nothing missing. There's nothing lacking. There's nothing wrong or broken or that you need to fix or make up for you are perfect exactly as you are and remember that yep. and all the rest of the crap just melts away all the rest happens that's that's truly soul inspired on that final message spencer so look well, thank thank you so much ross it was such that's all right being here. it was great great to chat yes you as well thank, thank you. you it's an honor Thank you.